God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Everyone in life will face challenges of some sort or another. In the King James Bible, the word tribulation is used. It literally means mental pressure. Jesus warned us that if we were to live in the world, we would suffer or experience mental pressure. He also warned us that there would be persecution. You don't have to be alive very long to recognize that things don't always go your way. Sometimes they go very wrong. There are times when we become broken in our bodies or our minds. How do we face these challenges, these pressures, these traumas? For those of us who have faith in Christ and in his Father, there are promises contained in the scriptures that can give us hope and deliver us. How can we come to a point of faith in these promises to receive the healing and restoration that we need? If you need healing, give a listen. Physically, mentally, and spiritually, many of us need healing. To be able to deal with the challenges and traumas of life is what caused me to begin this podcast. In comparison to other people and friends of mine, my challenges and the couple of traumas I experienced, I would not call severe, but they still haunted me for decades. I believed in lies that kept me down and impoverished. If you have no hope, you have no options. Or if you have no options, you have no hope. The promises of God show us another way to live life. Pastor and missionary William Carey has a famous quote from around the year 1800. He said, The future is as bright as the promises of God. My question to you this day is, how many of those promises do you know? If you don't know that you have been promised healing because of the work of Christ, it's hard for you to believe it and claim it. So my question today is, what's stealing your healing? It is yours. It is his gift. But it seems distant, set adrift. How can my situation shift so that I know his healing power? His healing power, a promise to me, written on his pages for all to see. But with this truth, I must come to agree. So in me lives the power of his words. The power of his words have been turned to lies. Even some of his children, his words they deny. Talked out of the truth till their faith dies, and they forfeit the blessing of his love. The blessing of his love is here to stay. He doesn't change, so continue to pray. He will answer you this very day and heal you in his name, the name of Jesus. How many promises of healing do you know? Do you believe that God can heal you? Is it the will of God? Consider this truth revealed in Psalms concerning God's intent for his people. Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God sent his word, which is comprised of the law and the prophets and the other writings, all of which contain promises. The word was sent so that his people would be healed and delivered from their destructions. 
recognized that this was written somewhere around the time of David, and Israel had developed a reputation of rebellion. They kept doing things that brought destruction upon themselves. But God's intent was to deliver them even from their own stupidity. That proves and shows God's gracious love and his desire for us to be blessed and enjoy being in his presence. As my poem states, unfortunately, many of us have come to a point of unbelief in the power of God because of certain teachings of unbelieving Christians. Yet all throughout the Bible, there are many records of healings. Abraham prayed for King Abimelech, and God healed Abimelech. Moses prayed for the children of Israel on numerous occasions, and they were delivered. A woman named Hannah prayed because she was barren, and she received a child whose name was Samuel. Samuel prayed for the children of Israel because of their sins, and they were forgiven. King David prayed for blessings upon himself and the children of Israel. And other kings and other prophets prayed to God to receive his blessings, and they received them. So how is your prayer life? Are you seeking the Lord in faith or in fear? Are you asking to receive what he graciously gives or begging him in hopes he might give you a crumb? We must learn to approach God with his promises in our hands. One of the redemptive names of God is, I am the Lord that heals you. Healing is in the very nature of God. But do we believe that? The challenge is whether or not we believe to receive it. The records I mentioned earlier show that people prayed for themselves or others and God granted their request. There's a record in Matthew 13 where Jesus tried to show the power of God in his hometown and had a few problems. Matthew chapter 13, verse 54. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brethren James, and Joseph, and Simon, and Judas, and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Oddly enough, they did acknowledge that he was doing some mighty works, but because he didn't go to their church or because he didn't follow their protocols or because he didn't ask permission of them or they thought he was a bastard child, they were offended at him, which caused unbelief, which caused the lack of more miracles. There were only a few people who rose up to believe. The question is, will we rise up to believe that God has made us worthy through the payment of Christ's blood to receive salvation in all its fullness? Salvation literally means wholeness. You are complete, lacking nothing. The truth of the matter is, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. This promise is in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, 
that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. By his stripes you were healed. You are not a sick person trying to get healthy. You're a healthy person the devil is trying to convince is sick. By his stripes you were healed. This is not because of your goodness. This is not because of your righteousness. This is because of what he accomplished for you as a gift. It's part of your salvation. Jesus Christ was sent to be a complete Savior. Look at this record in Luke chapter 6, starting with verse 17. And he came down with them and stood in the plain, and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went out virtue out of him and healed them all. There is a very important key here in verse 17. It says, they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. We need to take the initiative to go to Jesus. It is true that Jesus does at times come to people in dire situations to minister to them to this very day. Jesus is a personal Savior, but there's no guarantee that he'll show up at your doorstep or walk through a wall into your living room, but it does happen. The realization is that he is present within you. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus said that he and the Father would come and make their abode within us. Romans chapter 8 says that the Spirit quickens our mortal bodies. To quicken means to make alive. What we need to do is get to the point of believing these promises so that we might receive the blessings God and Christ intend for us. Jesus warned us and gave us promises of his blessings in numerous places. Let's look at one in John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I started this podcast with a promise from Psalms that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So the first word sent was the written word. The second word sent was the living word, Jesus. He has come to give us peace and the fullness of salvation. He tells us that even in our mental pressure, we should be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. Jesus traveled all over Israel, and once word spread that he was in town, the people showed up. We see this again in Luke chapter 9, verse 11. And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them, and spake unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of healing. Again, we see here the people taking action to find Jesus. And then it says, he received them. He didn't turn anybody away. It says in Ephesians 5.20 that we are to walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and has given himself for us. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, 
that Christ loved me and gave himself for me. At this point, it's not the crowd. It's the individual that Christ loves. So let me remind you, Jesus loves you. You are important to him. It says in Hebrews that he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. That joy was your redemption and salvation. If you have any doubt of his love, you need to reject that doubt and open up your heart to receive his love. The blessing of his love is here to stay. He doesn't change, so continue to pray. He will answer you this very day and heal you in his name, the name of Jesus. Prayer in the name of Jesus for the sick is the true first aid. Believing the promises of the word, both written and living, will bring healing. There's another great healing reality available to us, and that is the observation of Holy Communion, or the Lord's Supper. It's something that you can do any day and every day. It is a remembrance of his accomplished works. By his stripes we were healed, and by his blood our sins are washed away. We read about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread, and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep." The observance of Holy Communion is not a ritual. It is coming into a communion with our Lord Jesus. It is receiving the finished works of the stripes on his body and the shedding of his blood that bring us healing and cleansing in our body and soul. Unfortunately, there are those who do not recognize the significance of the Lord's body and that by his stripes you were healed and it says in verse 30, For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and some sleep, or they have died. Without an understanding of the work of Christ, Holy Communion will not help us. But for those of us in faith, it brings connection and healing. To take the time to get a piece of bread or a cracker and pour a bit of wine or juice to sit and to pray over them and remember what Jesus did for us brings us into communion with him. It says that as often as we eat this bread 
and drink this cup, we do show the Lord's death till he come. Showing his death is an indication of the price paid. His last words on the cross were, It is finished, which can be also understood as, It is paid. He gave his life for ours so that we can have full salvation, and part of that salvation is healing. If you need help with your faith, I would be blessed to pray with you. You can contact me through my email at dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net, all lowercase, or you can contact me through Messenger on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. God bless you, and know that you are loved.